Experience Action Let's stop just talking about customer experience, employee experience, and the experience of leaders. Let's turn ideas into action. Your host, Jeannie Walters, is an award-winning customer experience expert, international keynote speaker, and founder of Experience Investigators, a strategic consulting firm helping companies increase sales and customer retention through elevated customer experiences. Ready, set, action. One, two, What does success look like for a customer experience leader? That's one of the things we'll be tackling thanks to this phenomenal question from a listener just like you. Now, if you want me to answer your question, don't forget, leave me a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash experience action. Let's get to the great question and tackle this big topic. Hi, Jeannie. Can you speak from the perspective of how to conduct an annual performance review for a customer experience professional? What should that look like? What measurements should we be looking at? How do we define success? Oh, the performance review. Now, whether you are on the receiving end or the one who has to give them, they can be a little rough. I know that I've been in both situations and sometimes you walk in feeling very confident about something and realize that the person you're talking to has a whole different set of topics. Or maybe you haven't heard feedback all year, so you've made some assumptions. You think you're doing a great job and then they throw something at you that you weren't expecting. I was not expecting that. If you're the one delivering the news, those can be tough conversations. And maybe you realize as a leader that, gosh, you haven't really been providing that ongoing feedback. And now you've put them into an uncomfortable situation. That's why I think when we talk about performance reviews in general, they can lead to a sense of dread, anxiety. Nobody wants that. Ah, Some of us just want to avoid them. But I encourage you to provide feedback on an ongoing basis. Now, this is especially important for customer experience professionals because when we say that term, customer experience professionals, that's actually a very broad statement. That is about people who maybe have customer experience in their title, or maybe they don't. Maybe they're on the CX team, but they're responsible for a very specific part like voice of the customer or customer insights. Or maybe they're the one person band trying to make this all work in an organization that hasn't quite embraced customer experience as the business discipline that it is. All of those are tough situations. And so when we talk about defining success and what does that look like and how do we actually evaluate performance here, I encourage you to think about Are we being fair? I'm tough, but I'm fair. What I mean is, when you say, what does it look like? I would ask, what does it mean to be a customer experience professional in your organization? Because the answer varies depending on your job description and your organization's customer experience goals. Today, more organizations focus on customer experience as a strategy and business discipline, but too many don't. And so when we look at that customer experience role, it's really important to navigate from the start to the finish. And what I mean by that is, 
many customer experience job descriptions. So before somebody even takes the job or when they step into that new role and get their job description, those lack clarity around specific ways to measure success. The ones I see often are pretty vague. They say things like loosely defined ideals, like, quote, seeking a customer-centric leader willing to put the customer first. But that's, that's not specific. Now, how do you measure success on something like this? So go back to the job description, the role description, whatever you have, and really look at it and decide, did we define success enough? Because if not, you can use your performance review to actually do that with that customer experience professional. The key to this is really understanding what are the measurements that matter in the performance of this person's role. And what I see a lot is that we often kind of conflate the customer feedback metrics that we get, like net promoter score or customer satisfaction rate or customer effort score. We conflate that with the performance of the individual CX professional. Now, I believe that CX is a team sport. And so if you have a big goal like that, if you want to you know, improve your customer effort score over the next year, that's great to get everybody on board and say, you know what, this as a team is one of our goals. And that means that you will be rewarded if we do this. That gets everybody on the same page. That's alignment. But what I'm talking about is when we have one leader who has no influence over the actual customer journey. Maybe they're in charge of the voice of the customer program and they're told, you know what? We can't give you that raise because our net promoter score went down. Well, I had nothing to do with that. Now, how does that make any sense? If we are giving people the responsibility and the authority and the accountability around changing the customer experience, then yes, let's hold them accountable. Let's reward them when they do a good job. But if we are literally conflating the metrics that they're collecting with their actual role, then that's just totally unfair to that leader. She's got that right. So here's what I would ask you to look at. As you are defining what success looks like, associate it back to three different things. Number one, the values of your company, the mission of your company, the customer experience mission, if you have one. What we want to do is make sure that there is alignment between the way that the employee is behaving, the way that they're acting on their priorities, all of those things that has to be aligned with the overall values. And then we also want to make sure that the company's mission is informing the choices around what customer experience success looks like. Better yet, if you have that customer experience mission statement, that very specific tool, then you can use that to evaluate performance as well. I like to look for what I call mission moments. When did this person really live up to that mission? When did they maybe fall short? Let's talk about that. That's a great coaching tool. Unhappy employees create dissatisfied customers. And one of the ways that employees report happiness is when they have their personal values aligned with the company values. So start there. See if you can actually prioritize that as part of the evaluation. And then, of course, 
measurement is part of most customer experience roles. So we have to look at what is most valued at this organization and why. And if it's just about things like, you know what, we want to improve NPS, that might not be possible, but maybe we can get better numbers that help us understand NPS. For example, if you are trying to get a bigger sample size from your customers, if you are trying to actively uh, set up more listening posts in your feedback strategy, things like that that are a little more tactical, but they help you get to that strategic idea of let's help more customers, then you can look at that too. But that's only fair if you've actually defined that goal. I'll give you an example. One of the clients that we were working with, they were really struggling with adoption of the CRM. So we created a goal around that. And we said, if we could improve adoption by 10% more, then we believe that will have a positive impact on the employee experience and the customer experience. So that's your goal, customer experience leader. And so guess what? At their annual performance review, they were able to say, hey, not only did we reach that goal, but we went above and beyond. We gained more adoption and it helped them prioritize the work that they're doing. So be fair about what measurement you're looking at. And then the last thing I want you to think about is the future. The future. Are these customer experience professionals using the information that they're gathering, those insights from the feedback? Are they co-creating with customers? Are they asking people to think ahead and innovate based on what they're learning? Now, that sounds kind of vague. So again, you want to get really crystal clear here. So look for what are the aspirations of your organization overall? You know, I worked with a client and they had a very distinct goal around acquiring other organizations. They said in the next five years, we're going to acquire best in class, blah, 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 because we are going to grow. That is our, that is the way we're going to grow is acquisitions. So in working with the CX team, what we identified was, you know, what's really, really important we have to get our processes right here. We have to get all of our internal operations very efficient, very effective, very defined, so that as these acquisitions take place, we can protect the customer experience that we've built. So we created goals around that. How can we make sure that we are becoming the most efficient group? Well, we had metrics around that. What are the processes that we know we have to document and define? Let's try to get through 50% of those in a year. So get really clear about these goals. But if you think about those three areas, the values and the mission of the company and that alignment, that is really critical to any employee performance, in my humble opinion, because that will have an impact on both employee experience and customer experience, which is key to delivering a superior experience for everybody. The next thing I want you to think about is what are you really measuring that impacts that role and that that role can impact. And so sometimes those measurements for a performance review are really about uh, kind of making things happen. So sometimes it's more about activity. And I learned this from studying how sales teams are sometimes held accountable. Sometimes you can't say, will make more sales in a quarter if they don't have the right tools, if they are starting from scratch and we really don't have a baseline. 
So sometimes what they get measured on is activity. How many calls did you make? How many follow-ups did you have? How many meetings? So we can do the same thing with customer experience, but sometimes what that means is looking at things like adoption rates or usage rates of things within the actual organization, or simply, I had a client who really wanted their C-suite to get on board and start mentioning customer experience more. So one of the things we tried to do was just influence what were the topics that were talked about in those town hall meetings. It's a great idea. So all of those can be real goals, but we have to define them and be upfront about them in order to measure success. And then think about the future. What are we really aspiring to do? Are these folks that are working on these things connecting those dots and looking ahead? Now, I gave you some ideas around kind of measurements and metrics, but I also encourage you, use those three ideas and just have really good conversation. We just need to talk. For instance, I had a conversation recently that was kind of frustrating. And it's because there were all these KPIs, right? Key performance indicators that were being tracked very diligently by the customer experience team. And when I sat down and I asked the leader, I said, tell me, why did we pick these KPIs and what are we doing with them? And they didn't really have an answer. They were just there. They were on the dashboard. That's what everybody expected. That tells me that that leader was not really connected to what is customer experience doing for the organization? And that is the most important question. So as you perform these performance reviews, first things first, ask if it's fair, if they've had well-defined goals. And if their goals are not well-defined, you can still, of course, have conversations about those maybe vaguer ways of looking at things. But then I want you to really make it your goal to help them define better performance metrics for the future. And that way you can continue to talk to them about those goals throughout the year, not just at that annual performance review. And then I also think it's really important just to make sure that as you go through this, think about your own goals. Are you setting the stage for the team in a way that is tangible and accessible and measurable. You know, we use something called SMIRC, which is an acronym that is uh, S-M-I-R-C. I know we're cheating a little bit, but uh, it's, it's reminders on how to write customer experience goals. And you can use these same ideas for your performance evaluations as well. So we'll drop that uh, checklist into the show notes so you have that. So for those of you listening who every time I said performance review got that icky feeling in your stomach, <laughs> ask yourself if your goals are defined enough. And if not, go ahead, have that brave conversation. Go to your leader, your boss and say, you know what? Last year, you asked me to make this a friendlier place. I need some help understanding how we're measuring that. Last year, you asked me to make meaningful moments for every customer every time. That's a great aspiration, but what are some of the ways that we can actually make that a little more tangible and a little more realistic? Those are brave conversations to have, but they're really, really important. So I wish you really well as we are both receiving that feedback and giving it, because the best thing we can do for one another 
And this is true for every customer experience situation, really. Sometimes that means the hard truths. Sometimes that means we have to provide those hard truths with a lot of empathy and a lot of understanding and also some humility. We have to understand that maybe we didn't get this right. Maybe we didn't outline those goals the right way. So I really hope this helps you as you go into performance review season. And I hope that the rest of you who are listening, I hope this gives you some courage to go have those hard conversations because they're really, really important. And they're the only way that we can not only deliver for customers, but also frankly deliver for ourselves. You deserve to grow as a professional. You deserve that feedback. You deserve to ask the hard questions. So go in there and have those conversations and let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all you do. Now go out there, continue to be brave. I will talk to you next week. To learn more about our strategic approach to experience, check out free resources at experienceinvestigators.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, our Year of CX program, and more. And please follow me, Jeannie Walters, on LinkedIn.